Is there anything Christian that remains in Christian universities today? And why is Baylor University denying academic freedom to professors who reject Darwinian evolution? Also, we'll talk to the new president of Focus on the Family about his life and pro-family issues in the 08 election. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we discuss the news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. And that means that we truly value and respect, elevate and celebrate every life. Former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, he's running for President of the United States, and he's saying that we need to recognize the sanctity of human life from the moment of conception on. We need to protect human life, and that means we will not allow abortion. But there are other Republicans running who are not so strong, particularly the front-runner, New York Mayor, former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And we're going to talk in a few minutes about the importance of family values issues, traditional conservative issues in the social arena, in the run for the presidential election. There are a lot of people out there saying, who are Christians, who are evangelical and conservative, they're going to support Giuliani just in order to defeat Hillary Clinton. Do you think that conservatives should sacrifice the sanctity of marriage, the sanctity of human life, just in order to beat the Democrats or someone like Hillary Clinton. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But yesterday, Fred Fred Thompson, senator from Tennessee, former senator, star of Law & Order, Fred Thompson made his announcement to run for president of the United States. My friends, I come to you today to tell you that I intend to run for president. I feel deeply that I'm doing it for the right reasons. I love my country and I'm concerned about its future. Just within the next few years, some very serious challenges are moving toward us that will present a difficult and dangerous time in the life of our nation. There are grave issues affecting the safety and security of the American people and our economic well-being. I'm going to do my level best in this campaign to address these problems. and I'm going to give this campaign all that I have to give, and I hope that you'll join me. Okay, that's Senator Fred Thompson, star of Law and Order movies like The Hunt for Red October. Do you remember that voice? Do you remember that stern-looking man? He's six foot six. He's famous for campaigning in a red pickup truck. He's announced for President of the United States. Is there really a reason for another person to come in to the Republican race? 
And a lot of people think, no, there's so many already. Why? And others would say, well, yes, because the front runner, Rudy Giuliani, supports abortion rights, supports uh, so-called gay marriage. Um, what do you think of that? How important is it for conservatives to support a pro-family, a pro-life candidate? Also in the news, Osama bin Laden has released another video. Now the U.S. government has the video. And here's State Department spokesman Tom Casey talking about how this video underlines how vigilant we must be against the terrorists. We've seen tapes like this before from bin Laden, from Zawahiri, and from others. The bottom line is all that does is reinforce the need for all of us to take concrete action to fight extremism and to fight terrorism. All right. That bin Laden video, we're going to talk about it later on. It's very interesting. One of the things that bin Laden says in the video is that you elected the Democratic Party for the purpose of ending the war in Iraq. Is that really what the Democrats uh, were about? And uh, how should Democrats feel if bin Laden is uh, lauding them? And um, another thing that's interesting is that bin Laden mentions a guest on Jerry Johnson Live. Someone that we've had twice on this show before mentioned in his video. What do you think of that? And, by the way, he calls you. I invite you to embrace Islam. And you won't believe the reasons he gives that you might want to embrace Islam. We'll talk about that later in the program. Also coming up in a few minutes, Jim Daly, the new president and CEO of Focus on the Family, will be here to talk about his own life, his own story, and also the importance of family values issues in the run-up to the 08 election. And at the half hour, if you're a Baylor Bear, you need to stay tuned. Don't touch that dial because at the half hour, a breaking story developing down in Waco, and that is once again, Baylor University silencing, squelching any academic down there who does not buy into Darwinian evolution. Now, it's it's been well known for many years that there are a lot of evolutionists down in Baylor, but now we have... Um, Baylor saying we don't want anyone who buys into intelligent design, or at least we won't, don't want them to say that, even on their personal website. Uh, they can't write or talk about this. We're going to ask you at the half hour to listen to this story and to call in, and particularly those who are alumni, those uh, who are current students, uh, or maybe you have a child who's a student there. Be ready to give us a call at the half hour. But right now, we're going to go back to that debate two nights ago, the Republican candidates for president. And um, Rudy Giuliani certainly um, is the front runner. And a lot of folks are saying, look, I just want anybody to beat Hillary Clinton. That's what a lot of folks are saying. And uh, Giuliani is um, the front runner. But on social issues, he's causing concern. But also now on the immigration issue, he's causing some concern. And we have on the line right now Congressman Duncan Hunter. He's running for President of the United States. He was at the debate the other night. He is a military expert. He is an immigration expert. Welcome back to the program, Congressman Hunter. Hey, Jerry. Great to be with you. And, and you know that border fence that I built in San Diego is, is giving us good resonance across the Southwest because on Saturday I won the Texas-wide state straw poll 
that the Republican Party in Texas held, and I won that thing by more than two to one over the next guy, who was Fred Thompson. So uh, as you were talking about uh, Mr. Giuliani, and, and he has been nationally the front runner. But uh, in Texas, folks know that I built that border fence, and that means a lot to them. Well, that's a shot in the arm, I think, for your campaign. And there are a lot of people in Texas and elsewhere who have concerns about Giuliani. And I want to ask you about this one, Congressman Hunter. He was on the Glenn Beck show just yesterday, and Glenn Beck asked him, isn't illegal immigration a crime in and of itself? And Rudy Giuliani said, no. And later he said, Glenn, it's not a crime. I know that's hard for people to understand, but it's not a federal crime. Your response to that, Congressman Hunter? Well, let me put it this way. It's illegal, and that makes it a crime. And, uh, and it's not a felony, uh, but it is a crime, and that's, why they, and that's why they kick you out if you come in illegally. Well, and uh, that's why people should be ta- detained if they're caught. Uh, as illegals as well. Let me ask but you. Let me, but let me tell you, that's why you want to build a border fence, because here's what we found. We found it's a lot easier to keep people from coming in in the first place than to have to pursue them and track them and run them down and, and, and find them, identify them in this big grand central station uh, uh, that we call the United States with lots of crowds and lots of people that are very, very difficult to... Uh, uh, make it very difficult to find somebody, and then you have to transport them, you have to feed them, you have to take care of them, you have to do all the administrative work, and finally you deport them. It's a lot easier to have a good double fence like we have in San Diego with enough Border Patrol to man it and to keep people from coming in illegally in the first place. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Congressman Duncan Hunter. He's won the Texas straw poll among Republicans running for President of the United States. Congressman Hunter, I want to shift gears. I understand you've been talking with General Petraeus just recently. And uh, the Bin Laden tape has come out. And Bin Laden says, you elected the Democratic Party for this purpose. That is the purpose of cutting and running from Iraq. As a Republican, how does that make you feel? Well, you know what it shows us, uh, Jerry? It shows us that in this age of communications, our enemies listen to everything that we do. They watch these speeches on the House floor, which are broadcast internationally. And, you know, it means that when we have congressmen like, uh, like Mr. Reed, leader of the Senate, getting up and saying we have lost in Iraq, uh, then that immediately goes to folks that are fighting us around the world, and they use that to raise the morale of their troops. And let me give you an example. You know, in Anbar province in Iraq, in last year, during October, we had 1,350 attacks by the insurgents. This year, we're only having about 20%, about one-fifth of the attacks that we had last year. We've, they're way down. we managed to turn that population around. They're now fighting al-Qaeda. They're, fi- they're fighting on the side of the United States Marine Corps now against al-Qaeda. And yet, you, if you were an al-Qaeda leader in Anbar province, and you're getting this bad news from the battlefield where your leaders are coming in saying the Marines are whipping us now, and then you have somebody comes in and says, but I've got good news from the U.S. Senate. The U.S. Uh, majority leader in the Senate says America has lost. That may be the only good news you get as a terrorist the entire day. And so the idea that we've got, uh, we've got folks here who continually make statements that can only encourage the other guys, uh, that's a real disservice to our troops. That hurts them because 
because the morale of the enemy, just as the morale of your soldiers is, is, a, is an important factor in war fighting, the morale of the enemy, especially with respect to their ability to recruit new troops, is also a very important factor in this in this war that we have. And so for, for Democrat politicians uh, and liberal politicians to make all these apocalyptic statements about how we're losing, about how we should stampede for the border, does not hurt those folks that are out there on the, or does not help those folks that are on deployment one bit. We're allowing our adversaries to divide and conquer. There was a time when we were at war as a nation that everyone rallied around the troops and the president, and we were all in this together. Let me switch gears with a final question. Rudy Giuliani is the front runner nationally, and um, but a lot of our listeners are conservatives, they're evangelicals, and some of them are thinking, I think, about jumping on the Rudy bandwagon because they're afraid of Hillary Clinton. They think he's the man to defeat Hillary Clinton. Let me ask you this. With Rudy Giuliani weak on immigration and saying fundamentally he believes in the right to an abortion, also waffling on the issue of gay marriage, uh, could you just encourage folks at this early stage in the primary process uh, why perhaps they should think um, again about uh, jumping on that bandwagon? Well, you know what I would compare it to, and you know, Mr. Giuliani is a nice guy, and and uh, you know, I've, I've met him here during our debates and at various joint joint events, but uh, he reminds me a little bit of another nice guy who was a liberal, Nelson Rockefeller, and you know, uh, uh, the Rockefeller wing of the Republican Party had a shootout with the conservative wing of the Republican Party, yes, and in the end, uh, and later on, a a, a, a more moderate uh, George Bush had a uh, shootout with the with the Ronald Reagan wing of the Republican Party, which is basically that same conservative wing. We found out with Ronald Reagan that that when conservatives run with their base, when they run with their values, uh, that more conservatives turn out, more Republicans turn out, and you tend to win. And if you run away from your principles and your base and all the things that you've talked about, then your side tends to stay home. And I think it's a, a very difficult gamble to take to say that you're going to be able to have somebody who tells people who really believe in the Second Amendment the right to keep and bear arms. Now, we want you to go out and vote for somebody who is going to, <laughs> who doesn't believe in your right to keep and bear arms, but we want you to enthusiastically go out and, and pull that voting lever. You're taking a real gamble. We are. We're out of time. I'm sorry, Congressman Hunter. We're on a hard break. Congressman Duncan Hunter, winner of the Texas Straw Poll among... Republicans. Next up, Jim Daly. Focus on the family. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu.
You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. There must be public funding for abortions for poor women. We cannot deny any woman the right to make her own decision about abortion because she lacks resources. Giuliani, that's Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City, saying there must be public funding for abortions. He's running for the Republican nomination for president of the United States. How do you feel about that? He says there must be public funding for abortion for poor women. Why? He says it's a right, and it's a right that poor women should be able to exercise even if they can't afford it. That means you will be paying for those abortion with your tax money. Does that sound like a conservative position? Does that sound like a Republican position? Here is Rudy Giuliani again on the right of choice. I think we can agree, all of us on this stage, that we should seek reductions in abortion. I ultimately do believe in a woman's right of choice, but I think that there are ways in which we can reduce abortions. Abortions went down 16% when I was the mayor. Adoptions went up 133% during the eight years that I was mayor compared to the prior eight years. So there are ways in which we can work together and achieve results that we all want. All right, that's Rudy Giuliani again, running for president, but he says there is a right of choice, a right, a right of choice. And he says, I want to reduce abortion, but there's a fundamental right of choice. Does that sound conservative to you? Does that sound Republican to you? How do you feel about that? He's the front runner in the Republican race for the White House. Of course, someone in the debate two nights ago challenged him in his own family his own um, multiple marriage situation. Here's Rudy Giuliani again. I am not running as the perfect candidate for president of the United States. I'm running as a human being who has been very successful as a leader. Okay, that's Rudy Giuliani. And he says, look, I'm not perfect, uh, but uh, I'm running, you know, as a national leader and um, maybe not as a father or not as a husband. So we're going to talk about that later on. How important are these social issues for conservatives and for Republicans, actually? But with us right now on the line is Jim Daly, president and CEO of Focus on the Family. Jim, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing great, Jim, and I'm excited about this new book you've written, and I want to talk to you about that, but just now we were we were talking about these um, Republican debates. We're talking about the fact that Giuliani is the front runner. We're talking about the fact that he believes in a fundamental right to abortion. Any thoughts that you have on that, you know, conservatives or Republicans uh, being tempted to support pro-abortion candidates, pro-homosexual marriage candidates, uh, just because they want to defeat others maybe out there. What do you think about that? Well, you know, Dr. Dobson's been pretty outspoken about that as a private citizen, not as focused on the family, right. obviously, but he's, uh, he has said that he, in his conscience he, he cannot vote for someone like Rudy Giuliani and, and because of those things that you've stated. And I, I think as things continue, we'll, we'll see hopefully some, some stars that believe in the things we believe rise and uh, that they're values-oriented. 
and that's where we're at right now. I mean, it's just an assessment of it's early and it's early assessing what's happening there. But doctor's been in the press with that one very <laughs> early on. Yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about focus on the family and this book because it's such a surprise. This book is called Finding Home, an imperfect path to faith and family. Now, you're the president and CEO of Focus on the Family, and you know, as I look at this book, it sounds like. Your family experience as a child was it exact opposite of what you're modeling and encouraging and teaching at Focus on the Family. Yeah. And could you talk about that experience and how it's really shaped your ministry at Focus? Well, sure. I was just, in fact, talking with Dr. Dobson earlier today about it. And as we've sat on a couple of occasions and talked about the irony of God here. You know, Dr. Dobson had a, a real, reasonably healthy family, healthy upbringing. His great-grandfather prayed for him. His grandfather's dad, as an evangelist, prayed for him constantly. And just a, a terrific tradition of family, going hunting and fishing with his dad. And he talks about so much of what he learned about life being out there with his dad. And and that's just not what I experienced and what a lot of millions of, of kids don't yes. experience today. And it's just like the Lord to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the two bookends together here. And I was as shocked as anybody when doctor asked me if I'd be willing to take, take on the responsibility <laughs> here, focus on the family. I went home and told my wife, and she said, who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about your childhood. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, the thumbnail. You know, my mom and dad just could not beat alcoholism. My mom finally made that commitment because, for the sake of the kids, and we had there are five of us. I'm the youngest. I'm the little spoiled brother <laughs> that every right. you know some families have. That's me too. Yep. And uh, so when I came along, I'm I'm six years away from the rest of the pack. Each of the, my two brothers and two sisters are born one year apart, and then it was six years later. I'm the oops baby. And by the time I arrived on the scene, things were in bad shape. And we had a couple of good years there, but then it fell apart. My dad just could not get over the bottle, and he loved to gamble and all those things that, you know, tear a family apart. My mom in 1966 said, okay, we're done, and took the five kids and moved out. And probably three years later, we she remarried a, a, my stepdad, Hank, and a year later she died. Hank walks out on the day of the funeral, just unable to take the pressure and really not taking that responsibility for the kids. And uh, there we were, basically orphaned. My dad was not around. We didn't know where he's at. I moved into a foster care family. The Lord was in this the whole way. He, through our neighbors, the hopes, he uh, reached out and saved my mom on the day, the day before she died. The Hope family went to her hospital bedside and asked her if she knew the Lord. She said no, and they led her through the sinner's prayer, and she accepted Christ right wow. there. And then, you know, it's like the Lord's sense of humor. So the hopes lead my mom to the Lord, and then we go off to this foster care family. Their last name were the Reals, the <laughs> real family. That's and this great. family was so unreal. I, it's, it's all in the book. I mean, it's just, when I put it to the publisher, they said, this reads like fiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, life is like that many times. I'm talking to Jim Daly here. He's written the book called Finding Home, an Imperfect path to faith and family. And what's interesting is that he is the president and CEO of Focus on the Family. And I think, Jim, this could be a real encouragement because a lot of times when we listen to Focus on the Family, and by the way, you can hear that at 10 o'clock every morning, 8 o'clock every night, right here on KCBI, Focus on the Family. But folks are listening to the model, to the idea, to the principles, and sometimes they're discouraged to think, 
well, there's no hope for me. There's no hope for my family. And um, I can't have a focus on the family family. But your story is actually evidence that anyone can have that kind of family. They can, they can have hope. And uh, tell us about how you became a Christian out of that situation. Yeah, I was 15, and uh, living with my brother, I'd already gone through every other facet of family life with a, you know, a single mom, an intact mom and dad, a stepdad, a single-parent father, a foster family. Now I'm living with my brother. He's 20, and I'm 15. He's 21. And uh, I'm 15, and, and uh, I went to an FCA camp. I had a football coach, Paul Morrow, who just put an arm around me. He and his wife, Joyce, I'll never forget the love they shared with me. And they'd have me over to their home occasionally for dinner, and we would talk. And he just said, I'd like you to go to this camp. And it was FCA, and I went, and I accepted Christ at 15. And, and it was just the most wonderful experience. It just put the pieces together. It took a little time, and it certainly wasn't perfect then, and I'm far from perfect now, let me tell you. And, uh, but you know what? For my two boys, five and seven, I just want it to be better for them. Mm-hmm. I have a passion for the family. That's why I started here at Focus on the Family in 1989. came out of business. International paper is where I worked, and I, I just felt like giving my life to this cause. And, uh, you know, the Lord's done the rest. So, well, we recommend this book. It's called Finding Home. The author is Jim Daly. He's president and CEO of Focus on the Family. The subtitle, An Imperfect path to faith and family and uh if you're like most folks out there i'm sure uh, everyone listening knows that they don't have the perfect family <laughs> and uh, it's a process and uh, god uses others he uses his word he uses ministries like focus on the family every day at 10 o'clock eight o'clock right here on KCBI. Jim, we appreciate the partnership we've had with Focus through the years, and we just pray God's blessing upon you. Well, thank you, Jerry, and thank you for that partnership. It means a lot to us here at Focus on the Family. We'll talk to you later, Jim. All right, take care. All right, folks, Jim Daly, Focus on the Family. Great organization, and this is really an interesting book. I encourage you to get it. It's called Finding Home. All right, A call out to all Baylor Bears, that good old Baylor line. In the next segment, I'm going to lay out this story that broke yesterday on Baptist Press. Intelligent design rift hits Baylor again. Baylor University officials ordered the shutdown of a personal website of one of a handful of the school's distinguished professors because of anonymous concerns that the site, hosted on the university's server, supported intelligent design. What a scandal that a professor at a Christian university, a professor at a Baptist university, would believe that the universe reflects intelligent design, that there is a creator, there is a designer, Now, mind you, this is not young earth creationism. This is not 6,000-year-old earth. This is not the six-day creation position. This is just simply saying, life is so complex, it took a designer. But no, no, not at Baylor, not at this Christian university. You can't even say that. What do you think? The number is 800-881-9270. The Baylor Line is open. 800-881-9270. Give us a call.
listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, here we go again at Baylor University. This is um, another, yet another example of Baylor University, a Christian university, a Baptist university, stifling academic freedom and saying, we're not going to have professors here who challenge Darwinian evolution. We're just not going to have it. There's, there's no academic freedom for that. Here's the story. Robert Marks, distinguished professor of electronical, electrical and computer engineering, launched a website called Evolutionary Informatics Lab. And he was looking at the question of whether Darwinian processes like random mutation and natural selection can generate new information. In essence, can Darwinian evolution really explain the complexity of life and life forms out there? And Professor Mark's conclusion, explained on the website, placed limits, doesn't rule out all evolution, it just simply placed limits on the scope of Darwinism and offered support for the idea of intelligent design. That is, there's some kind of a designer in this universe setting up our world and all we know in it. But no, that's over the line. That's fundamentalism at Baylor, and they're not going to have it, and they've ordered this professor to take down that website. And I'm asking you, what do you think about this at a Christian university, at a Baptist university? We've got some Baylor alumni on the line. Barbara from Dallas. Barbara, thank you for holding. Thank you for calling. What's your view on this story? Well, Dr. Johnson, I'm very disappointed. I graduated from Baylor 47 years ago, and for the last 25, I keep hearing tales that get more disappointing all the time. And my question would be, is there not some accountability for Baylor or whoever might be in charge, that this type of thing will continue? Well, I think that's an excellent question, um, Barbara. You know, the trustees uh, obviously are at the top in terms of accountability. Under them, you have the president. Uh, Evidently, from this story, the uh, president is back of this final decision, Apparently, uh, another administrator had brokered a different kind of a deal. But uh, the president, John Lilly, the only one authorized to overrule the other administrators, uh, was the one to overturn the provost decision. I, uh, I think only the trustees at this point could overrule the president. And the trustees are elected uh, now in a sort of self-perpetuating fashion. They extricated themselves from the Baptist Journal Convention of Texas years ago. And so, basically, Baylor as an institution is no longer under the authority of the Baptist churches in Texas. And uh, there's a long history of that. Uh, I recommend a book called The Dying of the Light. It's the story of Christian colleges that leave uh, their church and denominational connections and how they drift to the left. They drift into liberalism. But uh, we've got other callers on the line. Let's go to D next. D, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? I appreciate it. Um, I teach at a Baptist university in Dallas, Texas, 
and universities as such as ours encourage the discourse between people of different points of view. This is the only way that we can generate a truly intelligent and thinking group yes. of students. Yes. And that way they will be able to examine the different points of view out there in society and come to an intelligent decision based on intellect and spiritual discipline. Yes. And when you have this type of situation, you are discouraging the development of mind, and that's not what a university is supposed to be about. Hey, thank you, Dee. It's the opposite of academic freedom. I want to remind you of something we talked about the other day. Remember the Scopes trial back in the 1920s? Um, back then, even in public schools, it was illegal to teach evolution. You could only teach creation. And the big case that Clarence Darrow made, using Scopes as sort of a guinea pig, was that you could do both. You could teach creation but also you could teach evolution. And that was really the purpose of what happened uh, at the Scopes trial. But now we have the reverse of that in public schools. We have the doctrine. The doctrine is not creation. The dogma now is Darwinian evolution. And Darwinian evolution cannot take the criticism of creation, cannot take the criticism of intelligent design. Darwinian evolution has a monopoly in public schools, but not only in public schools, apparently at some Christian schools, apparently at Baylor University. What do you think about this? Baylor University shutting down the website of one of its professors who dares to say that there are limits, just simply limits, on Darwinian evolution and what could be accomplished, and that he sees in the universe the kind of complexity, the kind of sophistication that requires a designer. Somehow a designer is in the process. Baylor says, no way, we'll have none of that. We don't want our name identified with that. Is that overboard? We've got David on the line from Frisco. David, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding. What's your view? I was calling because uh, I was very... Uh, interested in your topic on the uh, evolutionism at uh, Baylor University, and I speak because I have a biology degree, uh, which I I got from Baylor University back in the 1980s, and the whole reason I went to that school uh, was because of their Christian uh, foundation, and yes. you know, and uh, and I, I know that a lot of my professors there, you know, there were a lot of undertones in the classes that were um, very along the lines of. Uh, you know, evolutionism, and yes. not too much on creationism. And the ones who <laughs> were Christians, and um, I had one in particular, he's since deceased, but um, really put a really put a good, firm um, foundation for all, for all the people who are going through the health sciences, you know, later become physicians, that, uh, that they, they knew that where he stood and where, you know, he stood in his grounds with uh, Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, But uh, I just say it's kind of disheartening to hear that, it's still the same there and that they haven't made any changes. And I, my question to you is, you know, how, how do you go about as an alumni to try to make something like that change? Well, I think um, alumni should call. I think they should email. I think they should write letters to the administration and to trustees and to say, what is going on here? This isn't about fundamentalism. This isn't about six-day creation, uh, although um, I think... That would be a legitimate concern. This isn't really about the teaching of evolution at Baylor University. I think that would be a legitimate concern. This is about 
academic freedom and not even allowing the other view to be presented at the university or any professor to have a website which delves into this kind of research. I mean, it's basically a closed system. And um, I would think, as a university, they would embrace the notion of academic freedom. And as an alumni, you're concerned about the reputation of your school. Folks, what do you think? I especially want these Baylor alumni to be calling. The number is 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. We've got David on the line from Dallas, another David. David, what's your view? Hi, Jerry. Uh, you'll probably actually take my call. You'll probably hang up and say, man, that guy's pretty naive, but uh, hopefully <laughs> okay. you won't. Um, and I say all that because I'm I'm shocked to even hear you report what you just reported. Uh, I did not attend Baylor. I attended a, a state school. I did, by the here, way. Here in Texas, uh, public school, uh, public university. So for me to hear you report what you're reporting, and then that previous caller mentioned that they attended the school and graduated in, in the 80s, and it was that way then, I'm like, I don't Either it's a Christian university or it's not. I don't forget about freedom and teaching different points of view. If it's Christian, yes. view, why are we even discussing Darwinism yes. in a university setting that's a quote a Christian university? Yes. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't want to sound too overly pragmatic or naive, but I, I'm, I'm stunned that it was, this is even being discussed, frankly. Hey, thanks, David. You know, uh, I think a lot of folks are surprised and shocked. There's an interesting interview with David Dockery, the president of Union University, in Christianity Today. And it's about two patterns of Christian university education. And Dockery says the main pattern of Christian universities in America has been that you have the research and the science and the scholarship and the professors, and that's the classroom and the academic systems. That's one side of the university. And then on the other side of the university, you have the FCA and the Baptist Student Union and the prayer groups and the dorm life and the mission trips, and that's a completely separate part of the Christian university scene. And I think Dockery is right to say that that first model, that model has failed us in the church. It has failed the culture so that Christians who've studied business and law and economics and politics at Christian universities really come out thinking no different from those who went to secular universities. They just know how to pray, maybe, or maybe they've received Christ, but they've not integrated their faith into learning. And Dockery proposes the model, and that's the model he's followed at Union. It's the model we follow here at Criswell College, where the faculty takes seriously the truth claims of Scripture. Yes, there's academic freedom, but under the authority of Scripture. When we come back, I'll tell you my experience at Baylor University. I entered there as a freshman in 1982, and I was in for a big surprise. We've got callers on the line. We've got John. We've got Stephanie. And please hold over for this break. I'll go right to you when we come back. And other folks from Baylor, feel free to call in, 800-881-9270. Anybody listening down there in Waco, give us a call, 800-881-9270.
A legacy of equipping believers, training leaders to be effective in their walk with Christ. That heritage continues at the Criswell College in Dallas, and you can see it firsthand. Thursday, September 13th, come to Preview Day and learn how an education at the Criswell College will prepare you for a future of ministry and a lifetime of service. The Criswell College will grow you spiritually and academically and focus your Christian worldview. Come meet the professors, have lunch, and with two sessions, pick from a list of classes to observe firsthand and ask any questions you may have. Your reservation is waiting for Preview Day, September 13th. Call 800-899-0012. That's 800-899-0012. And you'll find more details on the web at chriswell.edu. Take advantage and see the worldwide opportunities the Criswell College can afford you as a full-time student or with classes to round out a biblically-based education. Call 800-899-0012 and reserve your place at Preview Day at the Criswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, is this a new low for Baylor University? Several years ago, they gave the president, Robert Sloan, the boot. His crime, he wanted to integrate faith and learning. He wanted to turn Baylor University into a leading Christian university, research university, hiring top-flight scholars from all over the world who would integrate faith and learning. Sloan is out. After that, Bill Dembski. Bill Dembski removed from his post as the director of the school's Polyani Center. Why? Because he advocated intelligent design. Francis Beckwith. This is in the Chronicle of Higher Education. Francis Beckwith, next, was denied tenure. Why? The reason given in the Chronicle of Higher Education was he was an advocate for intelligent design. And now we read in Baptist Press this week that Baylor University has ordered Professor Robert Marks to shut down his website because he says there are some limits, some limits to Darwinian evolution. Life is so complex. There must be a designer out there somewhere. That's too fundamentalist for Baylor, and they've shut that website down. What do you think of that? We've got John on the line. John, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? Um, well, I'd kind of like to ask the question, Is I've kind of heard it said different ways during the news, is talking about whether or not he was shut down, or, or mainly it was in a reference to um, his reference to the university. I come from a uh, technology field in the business world, and there's all the times there's things that um, even our clients, you can't use their logos and things on your site um, without written permission. I mean, so, I mean, with a uh, us expecting that school to be liberal, I mean, are there people that are maybe taking a, a tainted view of that as, as far as what their standards are and then and spending it on the, the liberal side? Well, look, uh, I'm president of a college here, Criswell College. Many of my professors have private websites. And on those websites, they say, all right, who am I? I'm a professor at Criswell College, and this is my favorite CD, and I skateboard on the side, and I call myself this, and these are my favorite books. And, you know, generally, um, you don't delve into that and look into that as a college president unless there's something that you would say, oh, this is heretical. And I think that's what Baylor University is doing here. And there's a track record. This isn't the first instance. We've mentioned Sloan. We've mentioned Beckwith. We've mentioned Dembski. There's a pattern here. And Professor Marks 
He's just saying there are limits to Darwinian evolution, and I think we have a designer, and they say you can't identify yourself as a professor at Baylor University. We've got Stephanie on the line from Dallas. Stephanie, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? No problem. I just, um, I'm really disappointed. I graduated from Baylor about a year and a half ago, um, and it's just really disappointing to hear because I, I didn't have that experience at Baylor. Um, I felt like I got a great Christian background, but not not just a Christian background, but a um, a lot of different aspects and, and ways to think about things. And I really, I think that I got a better education out of it because of that. I didn't feel that it was stifled at all, um, that I was able to learn different things. I had a couple of religion professors who gave me um, a really wide range of things to think about, and I hope that they continue that. I'd be really disappointed to hear that they're um, stifling different views and not allowing their students to think different ways about things and hear different opinions. So. Well, I think that's a fair approach, and I appreciate your call. You know, uh, my experience at Baylor in 1982, there were a lot of good people there, good professors, good students, but I had some real concerns. I'm going to talk about those in just a second, but I want to get this other caller in, Megan on the line from Fort Worth. Megan, thank you for calling. What's your view about the news from Waco? Well, I, I'm like Stephanie, um, graduated probably about the same time, about a year and a half ago. Um, and it, it really, really struck me when I turned onto the station and, and heard what you were saying that especially since I think my senior year, maybe, maybe my junior year, I remember somebody in the seminary, which Baylor's very proud of, um, I can't remember if it was a student or a faculty member, but I want to say it was a student in the seminary, was actually kicked out of the seminary because they were a homosexual. And um, then relating this... um, I remember that. Yeah, to that situation, it it seemed extremely hypocritical, if nothing else. Um, And I was was also in the science department, and I do remember... um, professors specifically skimming around um, the idea of intelligent design. Um, maybe it was mentioned some, maybe a little bit, in philosophy of science. Um, I was also a philosophy major. Uh, but for the most part, religion outside of religious, religion classes wasn't really talked about. Um, and that did frustrate me at the time, but, you know, what are you going to do when you're <laughs> trying to pass the class? Hey, you're just trying to get through, Megan. I know yeah. the feeling. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, folks, the story we're talking about today is Baylor University, a clear pattern, a clear pattern of denying academic freedom. Forget the idea right now of them being Baptist. That's way down the river. But uh, this is about them being Christian. Uh, is it one of the fundamental tenets of the Christian truth claim that there is a creator. Uh, Baylor is very uncomfortable with that idea, very uncomfortable with professors who say that this universe, life on earth, is so complicated there must be a designer, an intelligent designer. You know, Bill Dembski was teaching there years ago. He's over at Southwestern Seminary now. Bill Dembski from MIT from University of Chicago. He has two PhDs, one of them in mathematics. He's written a book called The Design Inference, published by Cambridge University Press. Good enough for Cambridge, scholarly enough for Cambridge, not for Baylor University. Baylor University says, we'll have no one and no teaching and no websites 
that imply a, an intelligent designer that critiques Darwinism. We'll have none of that. And I want to say that's a fundamental denial of academic freedom, but it's also a really rejection of a fundamental Christian truth claim, and that is that God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word, the Word. All things were made by Him. That's the Christian truth claim. And uh, I entered Baylor University in 1982 as a religion major, and the professors I had cast out on the miracles of the New Testament and the Old Testament, and I asked the chairman of the Department of Religion, is there anybody here that believes the Bible? The Bible is the Word of God, inerrant, infallible. He said there is no one on this faculty who believes in the infallibility, the inerrancy of Scripture. Well, that time is long since past, but I wonder now, is there anybody down there in Waco who really believes in any kind of creation? Are they all into this uh, materialistic, secular version or Darwinian evolution? Call the president. Call the trustees. Write. Vote with your wallet. Vote with your students. You'll have a different experience at Criswell College. This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.